Hello everyone, what's going on? Stefanos here and welcome back to the Do You Follow Football Podcast, the weekly football podcast where I chat to you guys about all the goings on and all the action in the Premier League. Uh, this week's episode is coming to you a lot later than usual actually, obviously we had no Premier League football um, the past weekend, but don't worry, it's back and I'm so looking forward to it, especially that mouth-watering fixture Saturday, 12.30, City versus Liverpool. Another title, six-pointer. I cannot wait. I'm buzzing. Uh, obviously, we had the international break, which I wasn't so buzzing for. It's annoying because I feel like we get the we get a nice run a few weekends, great games, and then boom, international break just stops us right in our tracks. But yeah, so as I've said, we've got no Premier League football to talk about from the weekend that's gone. Um, so I thought it would be a good time before uh, the Premier League starts back up again to talk a little bit about the Everton situation. Obviously, we all know uh, they've been deducted uh, 10 points, which leads, uh, brings them back into the relegation zone, only off of the bottom by goal difference. Uh, Burnley set, uh, sit below them, the only team to sit below them at this current moment. And I thought, you know what, I can't do this on my own because... I can I can read the articles, I can look at the facts and whatever, but I don't know the club in and out. You know, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I do this podcast as a football fan. There's no agendas, and I can assure you there's no bias. It's just straight facts and opinions. But as I've said, I can't do it on my own. So I thought, you know what? Let me call up one of my guys. Let me call up one of my pals who's an Everton fan, and he's going to give us a little bit more of an insight because from my point of view... I'm from the outside looking in. So I thought, what better and who better to give us an insight from the inside looking out, if that makes sense. Also, I am a little bit disheartened, not only because of the international break, but my new mic hasn't turned up. I'm very annoyed. Uh, ordered it from Amazon and I'm currently waiting for it. And what's even more annoying is coming today, um, but it's coming later, later. So there's just, there's just no way. I want to I record it because I want to be ready for the Premier League. But... Never fear, the Do You Follow Football podcast is here. Mike, no Mike, we're doing it, it's fine, we got this. So next week, uh, we'll have an upgrade in audio. But uh, yeah, let's get into this week's episode. Once again, as I said, I'm so, so excited. Our first guest uh, on the podcast, hopefully the first of many. Hi guys, just a quick one before we get um, into the call with Darren. Uh, this is being recorded after the um, after the call with Darren. Unfortunately, uh, I had some technical difficulties, uh, patching him in and whatnot. Basically, um, in order to hear him, I had to put my AirPods in and my AirPods are a little bit old. So the microphone is on there is a little bit, you know what I mean? So I do apologise for the audio on my side. It's, it's not the greatest. Uh, of course, you can still hear me. It just sounds a little bit like I'm far away or <laughs> actually like I'm in the bathroom. So I do apologise about that, guys. But Lord and behold, uh, the mic, the new mic turned up uh, from Amazon about an hour after I've done recording and editing and whatnot, so a little bit annoying, but the this little segment here and the outro I'll do with the new mic, um, so because obviously I can just redo that myself, that's not a problem, but yeah, so next week's episode will be on the new mic, a bit crisper for you guys, so yeah, I do apologise about that, but I hope it doesn't take away uh, from the enjoyment of, of the episode, because I really enjoyed the conversation that Darren and I had, um, so yeah, thank you very much guys, and enjoy the episode. As I just mentioned, I'm not recording solo today. We've got our first ever guest here on the Do Follow Football Podcast, and he's here with me now. Darren, thank you so much for coming in, mate. I uh, really appreciate you talking to me, uh, taking the time out of your busy busy work schedule uh, to speak to me this week. So, welcome. Listen, mate, absolute pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. 
um yeah this this has been a long time in the you know coming man so um really really excited and uh yeah no, let's get it let's get it <laughs> let's go let's go so uh, darren and i we worked together briefly um earlier uh this year uh, it actually turns out that so like my previous job um i worked with a guy for uh, a few years three or four years it turns out that was darren's brother so it's a crazy, crazy uh, small world. So, um, yeah, that's how I know Darren. So, again, Darren, once again, thank you very much for coming in. I'm going to get on to the points deduction, the charges, and the recent kind of Everton on uh, and off the pitch stuff uh, a bit later on. But I kind of want to start off, kind of backtrack, really, kind of basically talk about you. So, tell me, like, how did you become an Everton fan? Because I'm going to be real, you're the only Everton fan that I've actually ever met in, in person. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm 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 surprised that you didn't actually say what I thought you was gonna say. I thought you was gonna say what I always get is, man, you're the only black black. First of all, people say right. Nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just gonna go there. No, do you know what? Like, people that's say the first thing you said to me when when, when you told me because when yeah, you man. when you told me to guess who you support, you was like, oh, we wear blue, and I was like, there's no way it's a Chelsea fan because I never meet any Chelsea fans. And I didn't guess Everton, and I I'm pretty sure I guessed everyone from the Premier League all the way down to like League One. And Absolutely. you was like, oh, it's because I'm black, isn't it? And I was like, whoa, I didn't want, I didn't want to get into that. I don't want to go to that. My, my, I, I'm, I don't class myself as white, but, but my pigmentation is far too light for me to start talking about that. So this, this is you, bro. This is you. Nah, listen, listen. <laughs> do you know what it is? And 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 listen. Look, look I, I, you know, I'm gonna be politically correct and all that. Let's. We're just, we're just having a nice, honest conversation. <laughs> all my life, I've had, um, people. Are, any anywhere I go, we talk about football. Yeah. And every single time, like I am yet to meet someone who has got what team I support within five guesses. No one's <laughs> no one's ever done it. We should have done. We should we should have done we should have got you on before and we should have gotten everyone to guess who you support ah, and then the You list. see, you see, you right. see, it's out there now. It's out there. It's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Right. But listen, mate, I have I've had it all my life. And and it and it's it is it's it's like people's bizarre. Like, you're the only ever you're the only black <laughs> you're but you're black. Why do you support? Right. So basically let me let, let me just give you the the the, 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 the short version. Go on, um, I'm I'm forty seven. I was born um nineteen seventy six. Mm -hmm. Um summer of seventy six, boiling hot. Um, but basically when I grew up the late seventies, early eighties, my recollection was there were basically two teams that were pretty much running the, the first division at that time. And it was Liverpool and it was Everton mm -hmm. and everyone I knew supported Liverpool and really random. I like to be different. I'm not really a follower, but also my favorite color is blue. So Bob's your uncle. I thought, there you go. And that, that is literally how I chose my team. Like, and I have been literally following Everton ever since. And when you talk about loyal, like we've had seasons gone by where on the last day, I mean, forget the ones, forget the last couple of seasons. We've had seasons gone by where the classic one was against Wimbledon. You know, we needed to win that game or else we was going to get relegated and we were 2-0 down. And I remember it clearly. I was sitting on my sofa at home listening to the radio and I was just thinking I can't even go to school on Monday because I am going to get rinsed like that is it <laughs> and I never forget that comeback and how how jubilant I felt do you know what I mean so yeah I mean in, in short that's basically how uh, when it all started for me when I was young um, I wanted to be different I liked blue and I thought stuff Liverpool all my friends are Liverpool I'm going to be different and that's literally how, how, how it came about 
Well, I'm, I'm glad you actually said that about the Wimbledon thing. Obviously, I'm a little bit younger than yourself. Uh, I'm 20, 24, to think about that for a moment. And, um, so, obviously, I, I don't remember that. But that's why I wanted to get you on. And that's why I love football. Because, like, me as a Chelsea fan, like, you know, thankfully, I haven't had to worry about things like relegation and stuff like that. But I think with football, we all get lost in kind of the, excuse me, like the big six, so to speak. And yeah. I think it's at times like this, we do need to look at the, not smaller clubs, I don't like to use that term because I do think it's a bit disrespectful, but the the clubs that aren't necessarily up there year after year. And I'm glad yeah. you said that you like blue because as a Chelsea fan, I'm, I'm sure we can both agree that blue is the colour. Come on. Um, but so moving forward into kind of, like I said, I'm a little bit younger than yourself. So when I yeah. think of, say, prime time for the toppies, I think of, you know, David Moyes, Tim Cahill, Mikel Arteta, Tim Howard. Yeah. Um, and going on to, you know, David Moyes, obviously didn't really work out from the first time at West Ham. Going strong now, it was a torrid, torrid time for him at United. But when he was at Everton, that was kind of, since then you have kind of gone backwards because there was a period in the mid, kind of 2000s up to about 2013 when Moyes left that you were, you, you were mixing it up with the big boys. You think in 2000, I think it's the sixth, seventh season, Mm-hmm. You finished seventh. The next two seasons, you finished fifth. Yeah. And then from 2009 up until um, Moyes left, you didn't finish anywhere lower than eighth. Then Martinez came in, finished uh, fifth. But mm-hmm. since then, it's been up and down. And certainly from someone who does watch football but sees Everton from the outside looking in, it yeah. does seem like there's been more downs than ups. So in, in your opinion, from that kind of Moyes I'm trying to replace him from there what do you think has gone wrong almost from top to bottom on the pitch off the pitch what, what, yeah. what do you think has gone wrong there wow <laughs> how long have you got how long have you got mate I mean your your, your show doesn't cover a whole weekend mate um, <laughs> we've, got, look, we've got all day bro uh, mate, I, wish, I wish but um, look um, you asked that question and the first thing that comes to mind you know I'm very much um, big on like the world of business and mm-hmm. with regards to business, um, there's this saying that um, like success, it, it, it rises and falls on leadership. And where I think the crux of the matter for Everton is their biggest problem has been leadership. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is since um, our current owner, Mishori, came in, we cannot deny that he has spent money. Like this mm-hmm. guy has spent over half a billion pound that he's invested into Everton. Let's just talk about the playing squad. Forget the stadium for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just the playing squad alone. And how is it possible that someone could spend half a billion and the team, after spending that money, be worse mm. than when you started spending the money? In terms of, not even the team, sorry, the squad. Yeah. So... He's coming with all this money, brilliant. And I remember when he came in, I thought, brilliant. He said, look, we're going to be the, the Hollywood team. We're going to be the, the team to rival all the big people. I thought, brilliant. But what it is, if you've got money, but you don't know how to spend that money, um, it, Everton are, 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 are the, the case in point. that Money does not equal success. You have to spend it wisely. And basically, he came in and he did not put the right people in place like football people I look at Brighton they're the classics right you look at Brighton's current squad in terms of how much it costs I mean Mm. it is not I don't even think it will be 10% 
Right, but look at the way Brighton are. I mean, they're punching well above their 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 like the figures that they're they're kind of like what they've invested. So oh yeah, definitely. So it's not about money. Mm. Brighton have showed us it's not about money. No, they have got a model that works. They have got like for example recruitment. Like whoever their recruitment team is, phenomenal. Yeah. Everton's recruitment has been absolutely disgraceful. No, I completely was, agree. Listen, there's been no um, kind of like a common... Right, what, what are we trying to achieve with, with these players? It's like you've, you've had these different managers come in, Hollywood managers, you know, Koeman, Martinez, um, Ancelotti, great. Yeah? You've had them all come in and you've just given them money and what's happened is you've, you, they've, they've all had their own players come in then they've left. Then the next manager comes in. Well, he doesn't fancy those players. So you've given him another open checkbook and he's gone and bought yeah. players again. But there's no joined up operation here. Do you mm. know what I mean? Then you've got these directors of football and I'm wondering, what are they directing? Mm. Like, and then you end up on the... Sorry, go on, mate. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, who's responsible for the recruitment? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I remember when, um, when they brought Rooney back, right? Mm-hmm. We were struggling to score goals. Then you looked at the squad. They bought Rooney. They had Sigurdsson and this guy, Davy Klassen from Ajax. Mm-hmm. All, quote, number 10s. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Where's the striker? None, yeah, none to be seen. So you're thinking, well, who's the head of recruitment? What, what yeah. are you doing? We need someone to put the ball in the net. We don't need three number 10s, mate. Like, no, it's 100%. not rocket science. So what's happened is, what, what you're seeing now, um, well, I would say before um, Sean Dyche is we're now trying to like catch our tails and it's no um, it's no coincidence that over the last couple of seasons Everton almost went down you mm. know but it, because it had been coming the few years before you know you're buying players like no disrespect Iwobi and you're paying over the odds I mean we bought Sigerson 40 something mil these clubs mm. must be laughing their heads off when they're dealing with Everton Sigurdsson, yeah. that's that's what surprised me. For for Swansea, he used to ball out. He was yeah, so cool. good for yeah. Swansea. But, we, what we, but what Everton have done is we go and get players when they're on the decline. Yeah, almost has-beens. Right, exactly. And yeah. because they're just starting to get on the decline, they still got that price tag to justify it. There you go. But no longevity. So that's what exactly. I'm trying to say. It's not like Brighton. You can see the model. Young yeah. players, young athletic that fit a particular style of play that we buy for £10 and we sell for £300. It's just basic economics. And it's just like Everton have just not had anyone at the helm that's had the footballing brain. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that's pretty much what what I believe has been at the the heart of our our, our problems. Well, I'm glad you said about the the Brighton recruitment because I actually watched um, a video a couple of months ago talking about the Brighton recruitment and... If I remember rightly, I don't know the exact ins and outs, but there's a team. I, again, I, I wish I would have actually. If I knew you were going to say that, I would have. I would have got the video up. Um, but it was a team. I can't remember from where. Um, I think it's maybe somewhere in the Netherlands or something. And it's what they do. They get players from that academy. They're kind of intertwined, almost, almost like um, you know, like City a few years ago with you know when Lampard went to he was supposed to go to the MLS, but then he ended up going to City, but he didn't actually know he was going to City for a season. Yeah. I can't remember what team it was. I remember the badge, but I don't remember the team. Um, it's kind of like that, and they what they do they 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 send scouts from that team 
out to scout the players. They bring the players in, they get them up to speed, and then it's almost like a, a feeder club, and they feed Brighton the players. That's how they got Caicedo allegedly, and then they turn around and sell him to mugs like Chelsea for yeah. two hundred plus million. There you go. And then you know, speaking of Chelsea, when you said about the the managers coming in and all being different, that that resonates with me as well. Is obviously we all know the revolving door that is the Chelsea manager hot seat. Yeah. Um, you end up with players, some players from Conte system, some from Sarri system, right. some from Tuchel system and Lampard's, and then you end up with all these different players, very expensive and all talented footballers, but none of them are on the same same wavelength. There's no synchronisation on the pitch. There's no patterns of play and it just looks like a, a group of individuals doesn't it absolutely that's it that, that's exactly what's been yep speaking of in uh, being individual end of last season yep the core got his all important goal to yep. to keep you in in the league i think he's been great this season especially actually when Dyche, a couple matches he's played him in a bit more advanced role and i think that kind of works because he's got that power Bit of, even for a big guy, he's got, actually got a lot of pace. He, he supports a striker as well. He's got good hold-up play. I think that's definitely his best position, kind of more advanced at the pitch, uh, in my opinion. But this season, you know, it, it didn't start great. I, I kind of thought, I think in my predictions, way, way, way back in August, I think I had you finishing like 13th or something like that. Right. Um, the start of the season, it was awful. Like, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he wasn't up to speed. He had a couple of injuries. He got, I remember yep. he got elbowed in the face or something, had to come yep. off. Yep. There was no... No clinicalness, like we said, no patterns of play. Mm. But then all of a sudden, you picked up form, beat Bournemouth, beat Brentford. That was a massive one, I thought, Brentford, especially the, the way you won. And then a you know, point against Brighton, very good point, who we've just spoken about. And then a couple of wins uh, in the cup. And it did seem like things were starting to, to click slowly, slowly, almost baby steps. Um, and obviously, that's on the pitch. We'll get to off the pitch in, the, in a moment. But yeah. those, those improvements... Why, why, why do you think they've come about? What do you think the reason you, is well, listen, behind the improvement? Well, do you know what? I'm actually going to uh, disagree with you, actually, with your with your opening statement, because okay. Ever, Everton actually started the season playing well. Um, when I saw our opening five fixtures, I thought, tasty. I thought, out of 15 points, minimum eight points. Now, mm-hmm. we should have beaten Fulham. I mean... Sean Dyche has been really poor this season, to be fair. Again, in front of goal, awful. Oh, recently, Sean Dyche has been talking about XG and our expected goals and that. Mm-hmm. In all our initial matches, our XG was, was, was through the roof. Like, it was three or four times more than mm-hmm. the opposition. So, Fulham, I remember watching the game. Played him off the park. Chance after chance after chance. And you just know it. As an yeah. effort and support, I'm sick. I remember, covering, I remember covering that game and I think I actually said you had so many goals and opportunities. Golden. Six yards, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. A couple and, of times. And there's chances and there's golden chances. Yeah. And I'm talking we had about three golden from about six yards, eight yards. Yeah, it was all oh, great saving, great. And you just know, watch what's going to happen because it happens mm. all the time. Fulham, they're every Premiership team as they're, they're 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 in the Premiership for a reason. Yeah, of course. They will have they will have at least one chance a game. We know this, mm. and it was classic. Here go Fulham. Uh, D. Corver Reed, whatever his name is, Bam. Oh, they've, 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 they've. I thought brilliant. Here we go. And then the other one, uh, who was the other? Wolves? Right. Next game, Wolves. Play them off the park. Not scoring. Not taking our chances. I'm sitting there thinking, here we go. Match, not match of the day. I'm at the BBC Sport at uh, the, the, the four o'clock. Whatever. I'm thinking, right. They're gonna go to Goodison, and then oh, there's been a goal at Goodison. I'm thinking, <sighs> and it's silent. So I think, yep. 
opposition have scored. And would you believe it? Wolves, <laughs> Wolves have only gone and pinched it. And I thought, there you go. Classic Everton. So I was, I'm fuming. Yeah. Then I remember we played flipping Luton. Luton come yeah, to that, Goodison that, Park. I was very surprised at that one. And I'm thinking, three points in the bag, mate. Three points in the bag. We're out playing them again. At, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. Then it's like, oh, there's been a goal at Goodison. Oh, and it's, um, what's his name? Morris. Now, the only reason I remember that, because I do fantasy and I didn't, I didn't put him in my team. How you doing in fantasy? I, I, I've got, Listen, um, I'm, I've got I'm, I'm doing all right, mate. I'm in two enough. leagues. I'm top of one and I'm second in the other one. Just uh, oh. the person above me is only 18 points. Well, you know, we, we can talk about that. Okay. Because I'm, okay, I'm the current go. double champion of my league. The champ is uh, here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We heard it here first. Yeah. We don't only but, have a guest on here. We have a champ on the do you follow. Come on, podcast. mate. Double, double <laughs> champion, please. Show, me, champion, show me some respect, mate. Show me some respect. Great guy. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so then we, we lose to Luton. And I'm thinking, this is not looking good. Because if we couldn't, I mean, our fixtures, it was, if you look at the five fixtures for all the teams in the Premiership, we had the best opening fixtures. Mm. And we, we hadn't won a game. Yeah, we hadn't won a game. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is not going to go good. And then I think the key result definitely was that Brentford game. Yeah, I was not expecting great. us to win. And we went there and we beat them quite comfortably. We played them off the um, park. Yeah, and I thought, hold on. And it's similar to last season. Our best result was when we beat Brighton 5-1 away. Mm. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I turned on and it was like, oh, there's been six goals. And I thought, oh, we've been spanked 6-0. And it was like, no, Everton won 5-1. And I was like, what? We beat Brighton at their ground five, what five? Mm. We don't score five goals in like five games. Like, how's that no, possible? No. Now that brings me on to my other point. You mentioned Decore. Mm. Now I I take um, umbrage with um, Frank Lampard because Lampard, for some reason, they had some falling out and he banished him to like the under twenty ones. Okay. Right, and then he left. Well, then similar he... to what happened with him and Tomori, he done the same thing. He had right. nothing, and next thing you know, he's gone to AC Milan. There you go. Sean Dyche comes in, and the first thing Dyche says he does is he brings Decore straight back in, straight back in, and the rest is history. Like this guy has probably been our best player since Sean Dyche has been there. He's he's consistent. He's like you said, he's that link person between mm-hmm. striker and the midfield. And he's and he's scoring goals, man. He's scored yes, the goal that's kept us in the Premiership last season. Do you know what I mean? Cracker, it wasn't all. So, I think as well, what he not only does he contribute with goals, I think especially something that we've seen a lot this season, especially in recent games, he enables uh, Calvert Lewin so much more as well. He's 100%. like that list that I don't want to compare him to say like a James Madison because I don't. Yeah. Although I do think he can play at Delhi, he's not the same player at all. But yeah. Yeah. it's kind of that how Madison linked how. When Madison plays well and links yeah. it all together, Son gets in the game. You know, we saw Spurs against Wolves. Madison yeah. wasn't playing and Son had a really quiet game. And it, it often seems when Decore plays well and all the good things that you do do go through Decore and then players like Calvert-Lewin can kind of almost benefit from the fruits of those loins. Oh, 100%. And may I say, you can absolutely see the difference that DCL makes to that Everton team. When he's mm. not there... It's it's a it's just it's a totally different ball game, and he's I even, even yeah, and even me as an Everton supporter, it's only that he's come back into this, and I've realised. Do you know what? Do you remember Dal when he scored twenty goals that season? Like when mm. he was in the England team, he was flying. This guy was scoring some really brilliant goals, and I'd forgot what he brings to the team. But mm. literally, 
he's he's different class. Like we don't have another striker like him. So you can imagine he's been out with injuries for so long, like and ever 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 and had suffered. Now that he's back, you can see we're just starting to turn a corner. Now mm-hmm. what's happened as well is Daesh is stamping his authority on that team now in terms of they play like a Daesh team. Two wingers, mm-hmm. you've got your McNeil and he's brought in Harrison. Um, but they work hard. Out of position, they work hard. Mm. That's why players like um, Dan Juma, who I think is a good player, he can't get in the team because, yeah, you're good going forward, but I, you're not going to give me what McNeil's giving me going back the other way. And I, I was a bit like, why is he not playing Dan Juma? But I get it now because McNeil delivers lovely crosses into the box, but he also does the donkey work going back. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what we need. We need players who are going to roll up their sleeves, you know? So, um, yeah, long, long may it continue, mate. Well, I think that the analysis there is absolutely spot on. Dan Juma is a player that I was excited excited to see uh, for you guys. And when he wasn't getting picked, I, I did have question marks over it. But yeah. that's another player who's got a lot under the radar this season. Harrison, as well, he's been very, very good. I remember wow. that goal he's got a couple weeks ago. Absolute peach of yeah, a goal, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, the lob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, but look, yeah. it's been looking good on the pitch. You know, Decore up in that 10 roll. Players working hard. Deitch, like you said, kind of like... Again, I'm not comparing clubs, but when you think back to Dyche with Burnley, they were, they were hard to beat. They were yeah. they were tough. And I think at times last season, and a little bit this season at the start, you looked a little bit soft. But I think now, like you said, he has kind of put his own stamp on it. And it is looking, like I said, good stuff on the pitch. Because remember, if this points deduction didn't happen, you'd yeah. be sitting 14. A point behind, yeah, only one up. point behind my club. And by the way, you've won the same amount of games as Chelsea this season. Yeah. That so puts it you into have perspective. To... Yeah. Exactly. But like I said, good stuff on the pitch. Now yeah. off the pitch stuff. And to tell you the truth, mate, I don't know about you, but I hate all this off the pitch stuff. Yeah. I really do. I have, you know, there's a lot obviously going on with Palestine and Israel at the moment. Obviously, we don't want to see anything like that. But in terms of politics, and this is not disrespect to anyone that that doesn't, you know, that does enjoy things like that. Obviously, they have their views and opinions. Me personally, with politics, things like that, I like to keep it out of football. Yeah. Because me, fo- football is football. We we can deal with politics, we can all have our opinions and there's a lot of horrible things going in, on in the world at the moment and, you know, don't like to shy away from it. But for me, I, I love the game. I'm, I'm, I'm a football purist. I want to see what's, you know, the beautiful game on the pitch for 90 minutes. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, there's no hiding from this. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on. It's something, like I said, the international break, it's a little bit slower. I don't know about you, but I get so bored in international breaks. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, honestly, I, I even actually talked to the missus the other day. It was, it, it was a tough, tough watch. But, um, <laughs> God, uh, well, I'm lucky she doesn't listen to the whole podcast. So I'm hoping I'll be safe from that. She only listens to the first five minutes. So I should be fine. Um, but yeah, um, obviously, off the pitch stuff, the points deduction, yep. the potential fines and compensations to, yep. I believe it's, I know it's Leicester. Is it, is it all the relegated clubs from last year? Leeds, yeah, Leicester, I, I, and Southampton? Yeah, listen, and and I knew, I knew, because obviously I follow Everton, so I knew mm. from last season they were touting it from last season, saying, "Look, you know, we're we're going to sue you." And mm. there uh, were murmurs yeah. of it, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? To be honest with you, I look if if the shoe was on the other foot, would Everton be suing? One hundred percent. I'm not even, I'm not even angry at those clubs because they're just they're just doing what they're, they're looking after their own interests at the end of the day. Of course, you know I mean? yeah. I think it. <sighs> I, I think your view is very much, it kind of actually epitomises what the whole situation is because Everton, they haven't tried to hide anything. They held their hands on them and said, yes, we are guilty. Yeah. But I don't think, no, no one's disputing, excuse me, sorry. Uh, no one's disputing what what has happened. But for me, it's the, 
it's the severity of the punishment. Yeah. You think back to um, Portsmouth a few years ago, or quite a while ago, they went into administration yeah. and they only got deducted nine points. Ten points is the biggest point deduction we've ever seen Absolutely. in the Premier League. You go back two and a half years that go now, the so-called Big Six yeah. threatened to leave the Premier League entirely. and that's Super what League, yep. Exactly. Absolutely. And they were fined I think I know it was twenty million. I think I think the exact amount was twenty two point six or something right. like that. But that was between the six of them. Yep. And you know twenty two million between the likes of City, Chelsea. <laughs> it's you know, a joke, Liverpool. isn't it? It's a joke. No, hundred percent. That's that's fair change for for clubs like that. And then you think of the way Everton have been treated. Some, yep. uh, some may say that it's they've almost been failed by the. But, but by the organisation, so to speak. And yeah. I think it is very harsh. Don't get me wrong, you, you might disagree with me on, on this part, but I think that having a situation this season, mm-hmm. it's probably better than last season because I think if you look at the if you look at the teams that have just come up, and again, I, I feel like on this podcast every week, I, I basically <laughs> talk bad about Sheffield United, Luton yeah. and Burnley, but like yeah. I said, I, I say it how I see it. And yeah. I see Luton, they're good from set pieces, they're hungry. Is that enough to keep you up? I don't think so. Sheffield United have managed to get a couple of points, but prior to two weeks ago, they had a good five minutes against City when they scored. Yep. And they managed to hold on against Spurs yep. until they fell apart in, in added time. I don't see any quality in that squad. And Burnley, again, I think a lot of people, well, maybe not, but me personally, because of my age, I remember Burnley, sort of 2014-15. I remember when we won the league in uh, 2014, they beat us and they've done a double over City with Sean yep. Dyche. I kind of think of a Sean Dyche team, but this Vincent Company team isn't like that. It's not very different. So, maybe that's my even team, maybe my age show in there, but they're not the Burnley they were and I just, I don't see a way for them to stay up. And then you look yep. at Bournemouth as well. Again, they've picked up some points, but you look at their squad, other than Solanke, yep. Fulham and Forest as well. Very mediocre, not a lot of goals. So that's five teams right there who I think as of this moment are worse than Everton. And if oh, you listen. Then flip all the way back to uh, yep. late August, early September, I yep. said that there wasn't three teams worse than Everton. So if yep. the dynamic has completely changed. I think there is time for you to get those points back and over the long run. You're definitely going to get more points than most teams, but Again, it's not. It's just still not nice. You you kind of think about what this does to the players on the pitch. You know, going yeah. into that game against United uh, on Saturday, or Sunday, sorry, you know, play Saturday, sorry. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, it 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 feels unfair, but like you said, I'm glad that it's happened now, mm. um, because obviously, if it was last season, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We would be talking about. Everton playing Swansea and teams in the championship. Mm. So the actual timing for Everton has been brilliant because mm. they've taken 10 points off. And guess what? We're only two points off safety. Yeah. And you're still above Burnley. And, we've, and, we've pre- and we're still early in the season. Exactly. And it's, and it's happened when we're in good form. So you should be thinking that from now, I mean, how many games have gone? 12, 30, 38 games. So you've got 26, is it 26 games? Bold yeah, of you 26 to games to go. good at mass, mate. Yeah, so it's 38 game season. We've had 12. 26 games to go. Yeah. 26 times three. We're talking, you know, well over 70, 70 points, 75 points to pay for. Exactly. So 
all Everton need to do just keep doing what you're doing, I suppose. Get two points way. better off than, than these teams. And at the moment, well, as you've seen, that's where we were going. It's looking so, likely, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and to be honest, the other thing as well, I think on an appeal, I, I think, I do think, I'm not saying it's going to get thrown out, but I think, uh, and you, you can obviously, once this podcast goes out and in the later months, you can, you can quote me on this, I think they're going to reduce it. I think some, somewhere, someone is going to think, look, do you know what? Yes, give them a penalty, but it, it, in relationship to, in the context, it's, it's very harsh. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're going to set this precedent, here's the other thing now. What about Man City? I was waiting for that. I was waiting for What it. about Chelsea? <laughs> I was waiting for that's, that. Well. <laughs> let's leave Chelsea. Let's leave Chelsea. Not just because they're your team. Let's just deal with Man City, the biggest one in the land. Mm. I've heard over 150 misdemeanours. Yes. So... And every single one is worth more than what Everton... Um, have got done for. So if that's the case, they're gonna. They, they, what league are they gonna be in? They they'll be playing in my flipping local Harfisher <laughs> League. Playing down the road, they, aren't they? They're well, gonna be playing down the road. I, I'm, I'm glad, so I'm I don't I don't that. see how this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you said that. I, I will all bring Chelsea into it because, like I said, I, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I, I do this as, as a football fan. And if you obviously anyone that's watched the uh, recent weeks will know that I don't shy away from from talking bad about my team. You know, say how I see it. Yeah. With that, and again, this is not me attacking you, mate. Don't don't take this strategy. A lot of people say what you say, and they're right to say that. But the charges that again, it's all this is the problem. It's all hearsay. It's all allegedly. We don't have any facts. This this is. I think this is one issue. There's not enough transparency for fans for me because this is things like points deductions and fines. That doesn't affect them. That that affects us as fans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. what you said way way before at the start of the episode. If Everton lose, you don't want to go to school. And I'm the same. Yeah. When, when Chelsea when Chelsea lose, do you think I want to go and chat to the boys at work? I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> but it does affect the fans. And these charges that Chelsea and City, again, have allegedly committed, we don't know any facts. City could be, you know, um, guilty of all of them. None of them are half, and we don't know. But the allegedly the talk is that what City have done is it's still breaching financial fair play. But it's totally different to what Everton have done. But that's the problem that we've been told that it's completely different, but we have no idea what it is. So, yeah. again, I definitely want to do an episode about that later on in the in, in time. But we just don't have any facts about it, which is annoying. And another thing that while we're on FFP, um, that's another thing a lot of people bring up. You know, they say about Chelsea, they say about City, but what people fail to realise, and again, not attacking you, mate, but I've heard this all summer. People have told me about Chelsea spending. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's net spend. Is less than Man United, is less than Arsenal, is less than um, Man City as well. Even even, even Spurs. But people think oh Spurs new stadium this that Spurs have got a lot of net spend in Burnley. People always speak about net spend as well. And this I think people forget that FFP isn't just about it's not just about stopping club spending. It's also to stop clubs basically spending out of their own means, like what's happened. Yeah. You know it's. It, it's there to stop what happened with Fulham as well. It's like it's there to uh, to stop what happened at Derby as well. And I think that gets lost a lot of time. I think a lot of people, like you said, they do think about the cities and the Chelsea's. But I hope, from my point of view, that Chelsea haven't been naughty little boys and that we're going to be <laughs> that we're going to be all right. But speaking of being all right, obviously we're talking about Everton here. Yep. It's it's hard. I can imagine it's hard being only one of two clubs in up in Merseyside with Liverpool, but Everton is still a massive club. 
one of the 12 founding members of the Football League. It's never been relegated. Five FA Cups, two of them, you know, more recently, 80s and the 90s. You've got a, a European Cup as well. He's done a double win. Was it 86 or 85? He's done the Premiership, uh, sorry, the First League and the yeah. uh, European Cup win his double. 85 or 86, I can't, I'm not quite sure. 85. Um, 85, there we go. Uh, but yeah, five FA Cups, like I said. So, and, and you bring that all together with, you know, with each other, big fan base, massive, rich history of a club. And the recent showings of the past few seasons, it, it, not to be too cutthroat, it's simply not good enough. No, Everton are a massive, massive club. Yeah. They've got a lot of respect from people like me and that, because I do think you guys are massive. But how, how do you get back to, not the good old days with Moyes, because you don't want that. You want new yeah. times. You want new yeah. memories. How, in your opinion, how do you get back to that? And obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. It is, I don't like to use the word process, Yep. But it is a process at the end of the day. How, in your opinion, how do you get back to where you need to be as a football club? Listen, I, I, I uh, Kevin Farewell, uh, our current uh, director of football, he he's, he's talking the, 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 what, what I want to hear. He's you know we're, we're talking about three to five year plan. Let's be realistic, mm-hmm. right? You've got the Man Cities, uh, you know the Liverpools and that. they I mean they're they're so far, uh, you know. Above us, right? No, so above us, up there, above us all, mate. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. So we we got to be thinking, right? Next three to five years. So what's going to happen? Well, next season, brand new stadium, mm-hmm. right? Now nah, you don't want to be in a brand new stadium in a championship, of course, right? So let's let's tick that box and make sure we stay in the Premiership this season, right? Boom. Then we move into this beautiful, 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 iconic um, stadium. Now nah, we're going to start generating a lot more money every game week. We've needed it. Yeah, Goodison Park has been falling apart for a while. Capacity, uh, just 40,000. 40, now we're going to up it by another 15,000. So every week, times that by, you know, the, the amount of tickets. So we're going to be generating a lot more money, right? Um, then, so the stadium sorted. Hospitality, all that kind of stuff sorted. Then it's on the pitch. You've got a manager who I believe, do you know what? He has come in and done a great job in stabilising us. And then the next, so the, the, the first phase is let's get stable. Let's let's be in the premiership, but a stable, even top 12 side. So we know we are no longer dealing with relegation. That's the Ooh. very first thing, because the last couple of seasons have shown Everton have not been good enough. And we've been um, dining at the bottom three, bottom four, bottom five table. So the next thing is stability. Let's get into that. I think that's I definitely a good starting 10. point. Yeah? Right. Yeah, you 100%. You don't 20 teams, I'm comfortable being top 12 mm-hmm. for the next two seasons. But Almost like a, like a Crystal Palace sort of thing. Absolutely. But, because we can't, we're not looking to stop there, I'm saying let's first of all stabilise, but then it, by the third season, I'm looking now, we have, you know, the, the squad, we've had the, 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 the financial resources pumped in as well, but now we've got a more joined up approach to recruitment and stuff so now we've made a leap from um top 12 now we're coming we're pushing for top six top seven that we've, we've just got to do it in stages because it's just mm. not going to happen overnight unfortunately no, we wasted half a billion because it could we could have been we could have been we could have been there now mm. like with proper governance you could have you could have been like i mean obviously brighton i've spoken of recently about look at newcastle happened. Yeah, but Brighton yeah, is completely different, though. In, in my opinion, they've got no, so is. much money there. You know, they've got they, they make City look like <laughs> look like a poor bands. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they but but 
But though, bro, how much have they actually spent? Yeah, that's very true. They, they've they not gone like a kid in a candy good. store and You're just right. started pulling it. No, Chelsea done in 03, I suppose. They're making yeah, no, smart not at moves. All. Yeah, and they've they've spent wisely. You think of the, mm. the players that they brought in, that Gimarish player, um, quality, Isaac. what a player he is. Yeah, they've, they've brought in quality players, young, mm. hungry players, and look 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 what they've done. Like you've, got, yeah. you've got to imagine where were Newcastle when he came in. They were like, bot, bottom three of the, the, yeah. the division. I remember it was on the um, it was on Sky Sports. Uh, Carragher and Neville were talking about it. I can't remember which one of them said it. I think it was uh, Neville. He was actually saying when he covered Newcastle games, even though he's just you know, a pundit and he's fairly neutral, he actually dreaded going to St. James's Park. The atmosphere was so toxic and it was that bad because of yeah. Mike Ashley that he just dreaded going. But you look at it yeah, now yeah. and you know, the man, Eddie Howe, He's had a few question marks, but he's done really well. And, you know, you spoke about the players there that they brought in. Even, like, forgotten players like Kieran Trippier. He went off to Atletico Madrid. Yep. And none of us really thought much of it. He's now come back into the, in the Premier League of Newcastle. And if we're going on form, you know, Trent still has his defensive errors. Reese James, much as I love Reese, his calves are like a slow-cooked lamb. They just fall yep. apart all the time. Yep. On form... Kieran Trippier is the best right-back England have produced recently. He's, he's yeah. the number one pick for me, you know. So you're completely right. If, if the recruitment gets right and a massive club like Everton, you could you could well be mixing it up with the big boys like you did in the mid-2000s, 100%, mate. Yeah. That, and and that's, that's got to be the aim, mm, you know. But course. we've got to be realistic. You know, three to five years, it's, it's not going to happen over the... Well, although I say it's not going to happen, again, you look at Brighton's team, Yeah. right? On paper... It's happened quick. What, what names have they got on paper? True. You look at players like Estupid and Lewis Dunk, you know, a few yeah. years ago. They're not setting... They're, they're, yeah, they're names that mid, do not set you, the world would. alight. Yeah, but no, you're completely right, mate. The, the, um, and we can now we can see that actually, yeah, it is about a team, but actually, more important, is the manager, the coach. Mm, the philosophy. Yeah? They believe in his teachers. They believe the they, way he wants to be absolutely. in the game and wants them to Where, play, of Where's this guy come from, Deserby? He's I, coming. I, I, I have to admit, I, I've never heard of him before. Me, Brian, me neither, to be completely mate. honest. Yeah. And look, Potter had, he did so well at Brighton. And oh, everyone was thinking, talk, well, don't talk you to know. me about that man. Don't talk yeah. to me. I've got PTSD. I, I've suffered enough. Listen, we're thinking, hard, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, of course, because he ended up at your place. But, yeah, exactly. you know, oh, everyone oh, was, everyone's thinking, wow, what a great job he's done. Oh, it's going to be hard yeah. for the next guy coming in. He's Nobody talks better. about Potter and Brighton. Yeah, again. I know exactly. Because this guy's come and he's taking it to another level. And how quick I has know. he done that? He's got these no-name players that we don't know about playing like they're flipping Real Madrid. I know. Like, it's phenomenal. It is so impressive. So it's not really you don't need big names. You know, can the coach get them in there and then get his ideas across and get them believing? And this is the thing I've always thought: Everton, they're so soft mentally. Right. Mm. If you look at our, our record at Anfield against like or just even against Liverpool, it's disgraceful. We've not won at Anfield since what eight eighty nine. I mean, no, not eighty nine because we we won there not so long ago. I think during COVID, right? But our record against Liverpool is terrible. And what it is, it's mentally, it's a mental thing. Like we've gone on the pitch and it's always backs to the wall, always yeah, defending like the eighteen yard box. I'm thinking, like start oh, one nil down. Yeah, I'm thinking Everton. You actually, over the years, you've had some good players, but it's but they've not been handled right. They've not had the right mentality. Do you know what I mean? 
So you've got to find that balance. And I think what Daesh is doing well is he's finding the balance between making us hard to, to beat, but also you could you cannot just defend for 90 mm. minutes hoping for the odd free kick. That's exactly. going to be a long afternoon, mate. You can't. Do then that. you're relying on moments. You, 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 well, we've seen that at Man United recently. They've had to rely. You know, right. both clubs, very different stages, very different clubs. But you don't want to have to rely on moments because when you don't get that moment come through, then that, that's when it becomes a problem. And moments, exactly. they can only you, you only get. In my opinion, I feel like you know, with football, it does all even out in the season. It swings around about and whatnot. But yeah, I think you only get X amount of moments in a yeah. season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a club like Everton, you know, no disrespect. I, you can't be relying on moments. There has to be a sustainable, reliable model there, philosophy and Absolutely. everything that you've been talking about, basically. Yeah, and you've you've got someone up front who has proven he will score 20 goals in a season. So mm-hmm. can you play to his strengths? Exactly. Okay, Build cool. So now, right, so Daesh has found a way. Not two strikers up front. Now, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play this guy just off of him, causing mm-hmm. a bit of chaos because he's got the physicality and the athleticism. Oh, Okay, then I'm going to put two wingers who can get lots of crosses into the box because that's what he feeds off of. But also, when we lose the ball, they'll do the donkey work back. I'm like, okay, there's a very clear method of operation here. And everyone at Everton knows their job and everyone's getting on. He's brought, uh, he's brought Bramford. I mean, there's a couple things. Um, we got this guy, Ben Godfrey, centre-back. I'm surprised he doesn't, you know, I know this guy, Brantford, has come in with um, Tarkovsky at the back. He's doing all mm. right. Um, they brought in Ashley Young. Um, yeah, he, you know, a couple, couple of them buyers I was a bit a bit dubious about, but looking good. And Harrison, I think masterstroke. I saw him at Leeds. Really, really top player. Mm. Very underrated player. Shiny Very underrated. Went under the radar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goals and assists galore for Leeds. And I thought, hey, if you can bring some of that to Everton, and he has done. So, listen, Overall, boss, I think um, Everton are going to be all right. Um, it's it's going to be a really tasty game against Man United. Now, I'm, I'm, I, we, we'll get on to our predictions in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, I just feel like a draw or a Man United win because they have, they've got the luck of the Irishman. I mean, Man United have been so poor this season, but they have just keep finding a way to win games. Like... Unbelievable! They, the no, other day, Bruno scored a cracker. They beat some team one nil. The first game of the season against Wolf, they should have had, that should have at least been a draw. They've mm. gone away with a win. They've been really, really lucky. But what I do know is Man United have the players. Like you know, if if Rashford gets on his game, we know he's a problem. Fernandez, he, he's a problem. This Hoyland, you know, he, he can be a problem. He's a handful. He's a real yeah, he me. is, mate. He is. So I'm not too. I'm not overly convinced I think if, if Everton score first it could be a tasty afternoon for Man United but if Man United score then it could be a long afternoon for us because then the crowd they're going to start thinking about the points because it's, it's a big difference from 14 points down to 4 that was you, massive it's massive if ever, if, listen if Everton lose their next two games and mm. hit the bottom of the premiership now all of a sudden all that optimism is gone 100% how, how's it going to affect the players like mentally well, you know, we, we, you just said 10 points and yeah. you think of the games that we spoke about, Bournemouth, Brentford and yep. Brighton. That's yep. seven points right there. Yep. If you haven't picked up those seven points, Imagine. yeah, you wouldn't, you know, you would have actually been better off, if that makes sense, because yep. you're, you're 10 points worse off now, but you would have been seven points better off without the, sorry, you would have been seven points worse off yep. if 
this whole production wouldn't have happened if he didn't win those games. Yeah. But it's about the morale. And that's what, come up, that's what I'm going to come on to next. Just before we do go on the predictions, I think where we said it might be a good... It's, it's never a good time to get a points reduction. Let me get that. Let me say that with chest. Yeah. But at this time, you've got that. Like we said, there's a lot of time the whole season. In the long term, I definitely think you're going to make up those points. But yeah. also, it's going to affect the players. They're going to feel like they've been hit with a, with a ton of bricks. And I'm sure the fans feel that way as well because all the optimism, it, it's almost like it's been trying to be sucked out. But... I think it can be one of two ways. I think you could go up against United this weekend. You're at home as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Crowds are here behind you. And these players, they're going to feel that sense of almost injustice. You know, I remember, yeah. again, very different. And like I said, I don't want to get too much politics involved. But I remember when we had the whole the sanctions going on uh, under Roman Abramovich. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas Tuchel said, oh, if I need to, I'll rent a bus and we'll drive to our European games and things like that. And when you hear things like that, it's kind of the us against the world. And I'm sure many times every every supporter has felt like that about their club because, you know, I can you can sit here and say to me, oh, I can imagine how it felt when you won the Champions League a second time. Or I can say to you, oh, I can imagine how it felt when you managed to scrape relegation and stay in the Premier League and, and whatnot. Or when you won the, uh, the first division double with the uh, European Cup in the 80s. But I, I, only you know how you feel. Do you know what I mean? And you're going to feel different to other Everton fans. So that's such a personal thing. And it will now become personal for every single Toppies fan in that stadium. And every, all the coaching staff, all the backroom staff, the players. And I think it can really galvanise you. And I yeah. genuinely think, yeah, we're going to get on the pictures now. I'm going for an Everton win. I'm going for it. 2-0. <laughs> Woohoo! I'll take that, boss. I'll take that. And what let's, I'm hope, do let's hope is, Mystic Meg's in the town. <laughs> Miss, Miss, Mystic Steph is here. Yeah. What I'm going to do, I've, got, I've, I've written the games down. I've written them side All by right. side. Let's go for it. Let's go for and it. I'm, I'm gonna, so I've, I've got one half that says Darren and one uh, half that says myself. Let's and go next week, next week, we'll see who's got more right. So Everton United, I'm going Everton. And you're, what are you going for? Right. And I'm, 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 I'm going to give you score predictions as well, mate. I'm going to go in. So Okay. Uh, I'm so we're playing Everton. Okay, and that's Sunday. Yeah, that's a Sunday game. Yes. Um. All right. Depending on see, I, see, I go deep. I like to know who's playing. Like, <laughs> if Luke is Luke Shaw going to be back? I mean, it makes a big difference. But anyway, since I oh, don't know all that stuff, I'm just gonna right now. I'm gonna go. I think Man United are gonna score, and I think Everton are gonna score. But I'm I'm gonna go someone to win two one, and I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Man United 2-1. United 2-1. Oh, to be fair, like we said on paper, that is, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it depends on United because at times United have turned up and they've looked great yeah. and they've only won 1-0 or they've drawn. But then there have been times where they've looked dreadful and they still come away with the points. I think yeah. there's a lot of pressure under Ten Hag. And I actually think going into that game, so actually, if you think about it, with everything going on, it's quite a high-profile game with the points reduction. A lot yeah. of pressure on Ten Hag. Players like Rashford and Bruno not performing. It's, it's going to be a high, high intensity game. I'm looking forward to it. And then next yeah. up, another team in blue, my team, mm-hmm. Chelsea versus Newcastle. Now Chelsea are at home. We've right. been very inconsistent this season. We seem to have turned a little bit of a corner. Yeah, it's players slowly coming back from injury. But Newcastle, they've got a big injury list of yeah. their own. A lot yeah. of players out. Yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea two 0 for that one. I think we'll not breeze bars, and we're definitely not going to have it all our own way. Yep. But I, I do think we'll get the job done. But like I said, okay. I think we've, we've turned the corner. Yep, I think uh, 
Newcastle, the 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 international break came at a good time for them. They're exhausted. Um, no, I agree, especially with Europe, Europe as well. You've got yeah, Chelsea yeah. haven't got the Europe this season. Yeah, and a lot a lot of players are, are having to play, mm. you know, very often. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna go for a Chelsea win. Also, I'm gonna. Shabla boys. I think. Um, I don't. I don't think Chelsea are that secure at the back. Um, I'm going to go for Newcastle to score, but I, but I, I, I fancy, I fancy Chelsea two or three one. Yeah, I think we'll put three one. We'll be confident. Yeah. Okay, and that, this is the big one. At least I'm really looking forward to this. Really, twelve yeah. thirty Saturday, City yeah. versus Liverpool. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Out of all the games I've got here, it's the only one I haven't circled the winner because I, I just don't know. Yeah, I really don't. They look. They both look so good. But I again, think. I mean, I mean, this is one couple where, injuries as well. Robertson, Haaland potentially as well. Exactly. No, it's massive. If Haaland's in and Haaland's or he's out, I mean, that's that a changes condition. everything, doesn't it? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Same. Same. With Salah. If Salah's in, massive. Mm. If he's missing, massive. So. Well, I know Jurgen Klopp was saying um, in his. Uh, I think it was before the international break, or it was. It might have been midweek. Uh, the week just gone. Um, he was saying it's, it's basically it's disgusting that they have to play at twelve thirty on a Saturday, and yeah. I, I can't disagree with him to be honest. I think yeah. he, he has a lot of excuses a lot of the time when his team doesn't win, but I think this one's warranted. You know, he, we we've all heard the stories like eating pasta at eight in the morning, and that is it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but I think for me, I'm going to go Liverpool. I just think, I just think they've got that. I don't know what it is about Liverpool when when Liverpool are faced with adversity and when they're not underdogs, because it's very rare that Liverpool are underdogs. It might not be nice me saying this to you, but you know, Liverpool are massive, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it seems like when the pressure's really on Liverpool, they do the opposite of, say, teams like Arsenal and Spurs do. They don't crumble. They rise above it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool for this one, to be honest. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but I th- I'm yeah. going to go 2-1. I think that players like Van Dijk will marshal Har- Harlem well. Alisson... It seems I'm going to say he's got good form, but he's been in good form for about three seasons in a row, hasn't he? So yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool for that one. I'm 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 going to go to reverse. I am going to okay. go 2-1 Man City. I just, Man City just fight, especially at home, mm. whether Haaland plays or not, because they can go Alvarez through the middle. They've got Doku, folk, they've Bernardo Silva, Foden. It's endless they, talent, they, isn't it? And endless, and and they and it just doesn't matter who plays. And at home, yeah, and I, I, I think, I think Doku, I can, it's, it's Doku, up against maybe Alexander. I think, yeah, it's yeah, it's very true. I'm, I'm, very I'm, true. I'm going to go Man City there. Okay, so then on to, yep. oh, sorry, go on, mate. No, no, I was going to oh. say what's what's key for me is um, Man City having Rodri back. Oh, massive! I know, massive. I know, Stones is not about when those two play phenomenal, but at least one mm. of them, Rodri, they're they're just. Different, different beast with him in the team. I think for me, I'd like to see. I mean, if I was a City fan, I might be a bit biased because where he's come from. But I'd like to see Rodri and Kovacic just purely because you have yeah. Rodri as that as that anchor. And he does pop up with goals, but yeah. Kovacic is so progressive with the ball. He's got a lot of energy. He'll work like a dog in that midfield. And then midfield has been really key for Liverpool. You have like Sobosly as well and Gravenberg. So I think, I, I think it will come. Whoever wins the midfield battle there will win the game because I think ultimately whoever wins that midfield battle but if City win the midfield battle people like Duku and Haaland and Alvarez they'll gain that advantage and get more chances but then on the flip side if Liverpool win that and get some breakaways Salah, Nunez, Jota, Diaz 
you know, it's going to be, I'm hoping for a great game first and foremost, but hopefully, regardless of uh, the predictions. But then, um, speaking of Everton, we have Burnley, uh, Sean Dyche's former team, Battle of Claret and Blue, but Burnley and West Ham. For me, I mean, I'm, assu- I'm going to assume that you're going to agree with me. I only see one winner here, mate. 3 0 West Ham. Burnley at home, yeah? Burnley are at home, yeah. Okay. Uh, West Ham, funny team, man. Um, they're, they're having a you know, funny kind of season. Uh, Burnley, they only play one way. They come at you. Play they're out very one-dimensional, aren't they? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a narrow West Ham win. Um, okay. I've got, you know, like a, yeah, 1-0. I'll go 1-0. Oh, very different. I've gone 3-0 West Ham. And then again, okay. Bowen's out, but I still think they've got good players. Yeah. And then we've got Luton and Palace. Uh, that's at the that's that Kenilworth Road. So Luton are at home. Uh, I am gonna. We played Palace the other day. I thought that was uh, shocking, to be honest. We beat them three two. Um, and if Everton are scoring three goals away <laughs> at your home, then then there, there's an issue there. I mean, we played well, but even still. But what I did like was that Eze guy. He is. He's, he's got great talent. He, makes he, ste- he steps up since Zaha's left, I think. Oh, without um, a doubt. He is now the talisman in that team. And him and Edward Hollis as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lee says, well, I, I think he makes the difference. And I think Palace nick a... I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. 2-0 Palace. I think they'll score yeah. and then Luton will come out at them and then I think they'll get a breakaway goal. I'll go to. So I've, I've gone for a draw in that one personally because I think Luton they've been poor this season and yeah. Palace I like Palace as a team and at times I think they've got the players you know Ayu Mitchell Edward Elise I think they've got players there as well they've got players to be exciting but I don't know maybe it's Hodgson I don't know they just seem some they just seem pretty boring sometimes and I think yeah, there's yeah, real yeah. potential there they're, to they're, play they're functional play they're functional football. like yeah, you, you think, think if you if you gave Deserby that team you you could imagine oh, him doing a lot course. more. Do you know I think I mean? so. Yeah. If, if, if Palace played more scintillating football, I'm not saying like Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp because that's you know that, they're anomalies. But if they played more progressive football like Deserby, I think that they really could be fighting for European places. But recently, I mean, they had a good win against United. But other than that, past few weeks, it's been really poor. So I'm, I'm going one-one uh, for that one, mate. And then next we've got Forest versus Brighton. Now Brighton, they've been on shocking form, really. I think. We spoke yeah. about you know Newcastle just now. The the fixtures are coming thick and fast, and that doesn't slow yeah. down in December, especially for the teams in Europe. And I think Europe's really been affecting them. I'm going for Absolutely. a draw for that one. Surprisingly, well, I'm going to go nil nil. Uh, Forest, they've just lost that Onyui up front as well. He's Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waxing so, lyrical about him in August. I think he's yeah. sensational. That's yeah. a big loss for them. But big I worry loss. for them where the goals are going to come from. Big I know goals, Callum yeah. Hudson Odoi scored in his debut and Langer scored yeah. against us yeah, 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 uh, yeah. a few it's months ago. Yeah. But um, that's the problem. They're, they're good support players. They're not going to... I just don't see where the goals are going to come from for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forest. Who are they playing again? Brighton. Got Brighton at home. Ooh. Do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Mm, this is an interesting one because Brighton only know one way to play. Mm. Forest do well at home, but they don't have that guy. Uh, I've got my time on my fantasy team as well, and he's been awful for me. He's blanked, I think, three or four game weeks in a row. Fuming. Who's that? My time I've got him in my. Oh, fantasy listen! Team. Don't talk about. I've, I've got him in all, mate. He, he's gonna oh, be gone soon. And you know it's what? Time for a change. I, I, I brought him in for Anthony Gordon because oh, Newcastle's, no. Newcastle's games were 
getting more difficult. Mm. And since then, he, he, he's, he's done, he scored the oh. win against Arsenal, didn't he? The week I took I him out. Him, I had him in my, uh, for my wild I played my wild card a couple of weeks ago. And I was looking at the Brighton fixtures. I can't remember exactly what way round it was, but they had Sheffield United, Luton, yeah. things like yeah. that. And I was like, oh, my time is going to cook. And he yeah, blanked. Yeah. And he was on yeah. the bench last week as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I so I've got decisions to make, but I've got a lot of fires to put out in fantasy. So he, he might have to stay. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go Ferguson, Pedro, Forrest. I, 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 think, I think Brighton will do it. I think they'll outscore him. So I'm going to go yeah. for a slim... Brighton win. Uh, I'm going to go two one Brighton. Two one Brighton. I think it, I think regardless, it will be a very close game. Mm. Uh, On to another. See, I think this one will be kind of close as well. Two teams battling out at the bottom. Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. Um, again, other than Burnley and Luton, I think this is again two teams. They've been been so poor. They've been like, really yeah. really poor. Yeah. I think. I'm going to call. I'm going to call. I'll let you go this one first. Yeah, I'm going to call a Bournemouth winner there. Yeah, I, I think yeah, away from home, Solanke, they they've got a way of, of, of kind of playing now. Um, Sheffield United a bit toothless. Um, I know they've got that Archer guy up front. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go a one nil win to Bournemouth. One nil Bournemouth. Well, I've got something very similar. I've got two nil Bournemouth. Uh, like pretty much echoing what you said, mate. Is again, I, I don't like going into it because I really feel like I just go into them every week and I don't want to do that but again I can only say what I see I just don't see anything from them I don't see anything that tells me they're good enough to stay in this league I think with Burnley and Luton and obviously you know, we'll throw Bournemouth in there as well there have been times although they've been far and through few I've sat there and thought do you know what that there if you can produce more moments like that yeah, I can see it but Sheffield United despite get, picking up a few points recently I just don't see it I really don't um, got a little London derby this weekend as well. Got Brentford versus Arsenal. That is, that's not a difference. So Arsenal are away, Brentford are at home there. And again, I, I like Brentford. I really do. I think they're exciting to watch. I think it, it's been tough for them, obviously, not having Ivan Tony. Um, but Arsenal, they've looked very, very good this season. They have been lucky a few times. Maybe that's my Chelsea bias coming out there, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to go Arsenal. I'm going for a big win here. I'm going 3 1 Arsenal. Okay. Sorry, three 0 Arsenal. Sorry, three 0 Cool. Um, yeah, Brentford a bit hit and miss. Um, Arsenal will have more possession. Um, I'm gonna go uh, for an Arsenal win, and I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. Two nil Arsenal. We've got very similar predictions, you know, mate. And uh, that brings us on to the, the last game, mate. We've got Villa versus Spurs. And it's weird because a couple of weeks ago, I was waxing lyrical about Spurs. I was saying, you know, they could win the league. It's a different Spurs. And then they play a little old Chelsea and everything just falls apart. And then they play Wolves. And again, they looked really bad. A lot of injuries. And I, I do worry for them, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. So, they, they go to Villa Park and Villa, they're in amazing performance. It was 12 or 13 consecutive uh, home wins in the league. It's, it's astonishing what Unaimri's been doing at that club uh, since he took over from Steven Gerrard. Yep. So, I think I'm going... Oh, God, it's really tough. Do you know what? I'm going to go for a draw again. I just don't see a lot between them. I think... Yeah. I, I think a big thing for Spurs... Villa have got a lot of goals in them. Hmm. 
and I think they can capitalise on Spurs' injuries at the back. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they'll commit men forward and I think they will kind of leave themselves open a little bit to, to Spurs on the counter. And I think players like Kuliseski, Brennan Johnson as well, he had a really good game mm. uh, against Chelsea. I think he played all right against Wolves, in my opinion. So I'm going to go draw off. I think there's goals in this. I'm going 2-2. Uh, I'm going to step my neck, stick my neck out. I'm going to go. Uh, my gut feeling was 2 1 Villa. 2 1 Villa, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Madison, Madison was playing. I, I would have gone a different. But... Oh, yeah, completely different story. I think out of all the all the players that they've got out injured and suspended as well, we've got to remember with Romero and Adoji, I think Madison is just such a key part of. Of the way that they play, yeah, he and ena- he just everything they do, he enables uh, the mid the entire midfield, son, even the the fullbacks because they uh, what Ange likes to do, he likes to have them almost play in little like wide ten rolls, and because of Madison that facilitates that. And you saw it against Wolves, that just didn't happen, yeah. So and they've got some tough fixtures coming up as well, Spurs. They've got to play City as well, mm-hmm. and they've got to play Newcastle. And I think by then Newcastle are going to have some players back as well. So that's going to be really, really tough. They're without Adoji, Romero, Madison, uh, Van der Den. It's just, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know how they're going to fare. They could be going into Christmas. They could they could be lucky to be in the top four if, if certain results, you know, go their way or don't go their way, so to speak. But um, but yeah, well, so guys, that's, that's the end of the predictions. I just wanted once again to thank Darren for coming on. Now, I really appreciate you coming on, mate. It was good to get an insight of, like I said in the intro, getting a look at someone who's on the inside looking out as opposed to someone like myself who's on the outside looking in. So I really do appreciate your time, mate. Listen, absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, after Everton finishing the, the top four. <laughs> listen, th- th- don't laugh, mate. And uh, ah, no, no. Champions, Champions League football, please get me back on again. Of course, bro. Of course. And, and, and we can have another conversation. <laughs> 100%. We've got, well, that's what I'm going to do. Now, now that I've finally found a way to patch people in, this will be a more of a regular occurrence, definitely. Perfect. But yeah, thank you again so much, mate. Nice one, man. Pleasure. I, Thanks again. I, I, hope, I hope they heard you. Well, everybody, what can I say? That's all from me this week. Uh, once again, uh, I'd like to just apologise for the... <clears throat> excuse me. God, my voice is really gone today. Uh, once again, I do want to apologise for the poor audio quality... Uh, from my end during the call with Darren but new mic is all sorted it's all set up so uh, next episode will be a lot more smoother and it'll be a lot more easy on the ears so I do apologize guys I really do I can assure you that it will not happen uh, again uh, next week's episode will either be well actually it'll either fall this week or next week it'll either be Sunday afternoon slash evening or Monday afternoon slash Monday evening um, of course I'll keep you guys updated on that uh, the best way to stay posted on the Do You Follow Football podcast is to follow us on Twitter. We tweet every link to the episode. Uh, i let you guys know a couple of days before when the episodes are going live and whatnot. So the handle for that is at DYFFPod. That's at DYFFPod. Drop us a follow on there. Don't be afraid to carry on the conversation. I love interacting with you guys uh, on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Shout out to at Chelsea Centric. Appreciate the support, my brother, fellow Chelsea fan. Thank you very much. And thank you to you guys for listening once again this week. Uh, so, so excited for the Premier League. I'm absolutely itching for this Man City-Liverpool game. And of course, I'm going to be hoping for a Chelsea win against Newcastle on the weekend too. 
Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate the support, guys. It means the world to me. I hope you heard me. I'll catch you next week.